Welcome to We, Women Encouragers and Wellness Enthusiasts. My name is Kelsey. And my name is Morgan. Both nutritionists leading busy lives, just trying to balance it all. Here we will be sharing the stories of inspiring women in our Oregon communities. How do you balance wellness, work, health, and relationships, and all the little things we do in between? Come listen in on the conversations while we chat about all of these and more. Much, much more. Welcome back to the podcast today, guys. Hello. So today, I'm so excited to introduce to you our guest. She is an awesome woman who loves to travel, do yoga, hang out with a lot of other amazing women. Women, I can't talk this morning, and is a co-founder to her own studio. Introducing to you, Melinda. Hi. Hello. Melinda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, let's see. I am 34 years old. Because who? what woman leads with that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 34. I live up in Portland. And I've been in Oregon uh, over 20 years now. And I, as you said, Morgan, I own a couple studios with some of my best friends. And recently, the reason I moved to Portland is to open our fourth um, branch. So that's what I'm doing up here currently. Yeah, I'm one of seven kids. Great family, you know, that's very, very supportive. So I'm, I'm a very lucky person, I'd say. I love that. Where did you move from? Uh, uh, we moved from Northern <laughs> California, like, you know, oh. a lot of Oregonians. I mean, I definitely <laughs> claim Oregon as my um, my home and my, um, it's really where I grew up, you know, from about 12 on, so. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So studios, you have yoga studios. What are those like? Yes. And where um, are they? And where mm-hmm. are they at too? Yeah, they're the first one, um, the first two actually are called Willamette Valley Power Yoga, and they are located in Albany and Corvallis, Oregon. And just this uh, last year in 2018, uh, we franchised and opened one up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and that's owned by an amazing woman. Her name's Michelle Cooper. And just shortly after that, like a month later, I opened up in Portland and that's PDX Power Yoga. So um, they all end in Power Yoga, but their names are more regional, but they're all part of the same family. I love that so much. It's the coolest studio. I I love it. Um, So we thought we would like to start with something that has very apparently shaped your life, yoga. Um, Where did your journey with yoga begin? You know, I'd like to think it began like at my first class and normally I'll tell people that's where I did, but I think yoga started working on me when I was just being invited to the class. Um, My now business partner, Nicole, she had a a little home studio above her garage uh, and back in 2012, I kept on hearing about about it, kept on hearing about this amazing yoga class um, and then I was like weirded out because well, not only was I not into yoga, um, but also my experiences with yoga in the past were very, um, you know, like strange or I didn't really feel like I fit in when I had done yoga before. And so it wasn't until I finally succumbed to all the invitations and my sister actually had had gone and tested it out on a Tuesday and, and told me all about it and said, you just got to come. So the next day, which was a Wednesday, I went, had this really weird life-changing kind of in-body slash out-of-body experience. It's hard to explain. Um, 
but I, I loved it. I loved the physicality of it. Um, for some reason, I wasn't that good at it, and I loved that part of it. Really? And I went back the next day, like a crazy person, at the 5.30 a.m. class, and that's really where things shifted for me. And it was in a pose towards the end of class, you know, at Nicole, who was teaching, she said, don't let fear stop you from doing what you want to do with your life. And um, I was never the type to read like, yeah, like inspirational books. And actually, I think it's really before I was even introduced to some of the great authors like um, Brene Brown or um, I love me some Elizabeth Gilbert. Like I had never, you know, I never read books that were, you know, inspiring and I never even heard language like that. Um, no one had ever given me the the idea that that I could do more with my life or do something that I, I wanted to do or I felt like called to do. Um, and so it was really in that moment, a huge shift, a huge shift in my whole being. And I didn't do much about it for a while, but I knew something was different. And I knew that I wanted to do what she was doing for others. That's awesome. That's so cool. What a cool story. Um, so clearly yoga is a huge part of your life and it has to do a lot with your career and all that. So we felt you like you were probably the best person to give us some tips about how to turn your passion into your job. So how did that all start for you? And what was that journey like going from just taking yoga classes to turning it into a business? And I want to start too, is I love that you just said it was you felt kind of called to it, but you didn't know it until 2012. Like that was only seven years ago. So that's, that's huge. So yeah, just to bounce off that. No, I think that's that's good because yeah, yeah, you go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's funny because now that I look back on it, I think, man, I was so young, but at the time I felt like I was too old to change what I was doing. Um, I had you know, gone to Oregon State University. I graduated in 20, I guess you can't call it 20, 2004, 2004. <laughs> um, yeah, I had graduated and um, I kind of did some odd jobs. I think for a year and a half, I traveled just a little bit. And then um, I started working in my family's business. And um, so that's where I was working while I, when I took my first yoga class. And yeah, you're right. I, I really didn't know the details of what was about to happen or what was I was about to choose. And a, I'd say about seven or eight months later, um, after some slow steps to exit my um, my job with the business, it was the summer, yeah, the summer after that I ended up quitting. And then it's actually a really funny story, which I'll, I'll not share, but um, <laughs> like how I quit was just so... Um, so my style, like very dramatic. And, um, I just kind of like the, like the, I'd like to say the old me, or at least the me, that's, um, not really who I want to be that that's who quit that job very abruptly. <laughs> and, um, and it's, yeah, like I said, I can laugh about it now because I've gotten real clear with all members of my family about it. Um, but yeah, you know, honestly, it took a lot of hard work to get from where I was then to here because, I took my savings and I went to a yoga teacher training. Like I think what started about a month after I had, I had um, left my job. And I also took a job as a waitress and I kind of moonlighted sometimes the bartender. And I mean, I did that for uh, about 18 months through 
my, all of my teacher trainings. So I did a 200 hour at a yoga studio, which I would highly suggest to any teacher or any person who wants to be a yoga teacher. And then um, I went on to Baptiste trainings. So Baptiste yoga is um, power vinyasa yoga. And the Baptiste Institute puts on trainings levels one, two, and three, and multiple shorter programs and longer programs. Um, and really, 20, um, 2013 into 14, I just trained. I, like I said, I took my savings and I just invested in myself, um, spent about as much as I probably did going to college <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, and it took about, it took a little over a year, but during that time, I opened a small space in my house and was teaching yoga and mostly because I wanted a somewhere for people to be able to practice in my city, but also because I wanted to practice. Um, cause right out of the gate, I mean, I had, I had some passion, but I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, really it just took time. It did take money <laughs> to, to pay for these trainings, but, um, I just really invested. I invested my time and I, and I made an intention for, um, just learning everything that I could learn, like within my, within my reach and within reason, um, to be a great yoga teacher. I mean, it's really what I focused on. Um, trying to see, I mean, there's so much more in there, but I think that's the, the most nutshelly I can get. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say I didn't want to go back and work as a waitress. Like I had done that through high school and college and it wasn't something that I loved, but I was willing to do what it took to pay the bills and also pursue what I wanted to do and be. And um, yeah, I actually didn't stop waitressing until about two weeks before I went into business with these um, three other gals, Jen, Jess, and Nicole, um, in 2014, I wanna say. No, wait, 2015, 2015. Um, The spring of 2015, we opened together. Any like steps towards like, knowing that you were going to create, you were going to partner with these women and create an awesome studio that has now grown to be four studios and a franchise, you know, um, there weren't any steps to that. I felt like you were given, you know, the learning and or the learning, <laughs> the education, um, of the practice itself. But how did you, you know, like feel confident and did you feel confident the whole time, you know, going into that? That's a great question. Um, uh, well, so I had mentioned that Nicole had a studio in, in her house. I had the same thing, and our homes were about 25, 30 minutes apart. Oh, okay. Um, and really what, why we, we went into business together and opened up a studio, like a brick and mortar, is because both of our spaces were getting full. I mean, since they were in our homes, the operation itself was very small. And there was just a need for it. There was a need for this type of yoga, this type of empowering yoga in our cities. And uh, it just so happened that Jen and Jessica had also been going through similar trainings at the same time. And, um, you know, I will just say it's, I don't know if it's fate or if it's luck, but the fact that we all kind of started talking about it, we're like, do you want to go to this little training together? So we, we did... um a couple short um, Baptiste yoga programs and like traveled together and kind of got to know each other because they were in, you know, like Colorado and Utah and stuff. And it's just like dipping our foot into not only friendships, but also, oh, it'd be so cool to have a studio someday. And were we confident? I'm confident enough to do it. Scared, very scared. 
Um, and I think the fact that we did it together was, was the only reason, I don't know that any of us would have done it totally on our own. Um, at least not then that's for sure. And it's just like less scary to do it with friends. Mm -hmm. It just, it made it, it made it very accessible and it, it, it evened out the workload as much as it could. And also the risk was evened between four people. And, uh, and we had a lot of fun together. Like we just enjoyed each other's company. We were on, we're very aligned on the same page as to why we were doing what we were doing. And we all, you know, we're all different ages, came from different backgrounds, um, interested in different things, have different talents, but it just, it's somehow, um, yeah, very lucky that it worked, worked out together. Awesome. That's so cool that you all, even though you're all, like you said, kind of different, have different ages and lifestyles and all that you can still come together for one thing and make it happen. So that's amazing. What would you say is the best thing that's come from all of this? Like owning your own studios to growing, um, any of that, what would you say is one of your favorite parts about it? Maybe. Uh, the people, the like people. every, every single person I've met, um, has had an impact on me. Everyone I've taught every conversation, um, I lead our teacher trainings. And so I think um, I'm just about to start, I think it's our eighth, um, or at least the, the eighth one that I've led uh, this coming weekend up in Coeur d'Alene at our studio up there. And I just, I really thought in my like late 20s that I had met who I was going to meet for my life. I had made my friends. I had things figured out. And that, yeah, like I just probably wasn't going to have like really good, deep, close relationships with the people, with anybody else besides the people I already knew. And I don't know if, if I'm the only person who thinks that way, <laughs> but um, I was just like, yeah, I have my high school friends, my family friends, my college friends, and that I'm good, you know, <laughs> and just the massive amounts of incredible people that I have come in contact with is, um, is why, well, it's why I keep going. That's for sure. Um, and it's definitely what has helped throughout the whole thing. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's really anything else besides the, the stinking humans that I know. I that, that totally like shows too in your studios. Cause I went to the Corvallis and the Albany once a few times when I was going to OSU. And I remember <clears throat> there was this lady and like, even just walking in, like all the girls are chatty, even like the guys that go like are, are chatty and just everybody's happy to be there. And it, it literally is such a community that you guys have grown on um, and everybody just, you know, whatever you're bringing into the studio, you walk out feeling like relieved and just like touched. Like even if you weren't um, like physically like touched while you're doing yoga, you were, you were touched like in your heart and your soul, you felt better leaving the studio. And like, honestly, I was one of those crazy people that would go to the 530 ones before classes too. I would never do that, right? <laughs> like that's so early. Um, but I do remember too, there was this like one lady too that she would go around and, and I was telling my friends cause I didn't go too much, but I did go quite often for like my last month there. And uh, she, I just love seeing her. She knew nothing about me. She didn't even know my name, but she would just like come and put your hand on like, on multiple ladies and just be like, I'm so happy you're here. Well, and like, Nancy. yes, it was Nancy. I loved her so much. I was like, she's like the mom of the studio. Yes. Um, but like, I don't know, just even like seeing Nancy, having her like notice you're there and then just like, it just felt so good. You create some, 
such warmth and I feel like what you're trying to do and what you were just saying um it really shows so it's awesome so at the end of this we're gonna like <laughs> tell everybody to go to these places um but anyways on to the rest of this <laughs> I want to kind of go back to the beginning because I like I'm very tuned into the beginning because I feel like I'm kind of there um in a way and so what kind of encouraged you to take the plunge because when you think of financial things opening your own studio and we don't have to get into like the details but when and how were you willing to take that full plunge and say we're gonna go for it mm -hmm. I really it just it was it came out of time spent together with those ladies and yeah I think at a certain point we had talked about it so many times that it was just it all it took was and I don't even know if it was just like a collective like let's do it or <laughs> just one person I really don't know the exact moment but there was a moment and it was like let's look at spaces like let's do this and we um we didn't know what would happen we I think on some level we all knew we, we would be successful in some way as in we could stay open and pay pay ourselves maybe have some teachers um at the time i don't think any of us knew that it would be what it what it has grown to today um and i'd say yeah i had no i had no idea and and really more recently so opening up in portland in october of 2018 that's like to answer your question i i feel like that's i branched off of it and so i moved up here to open that one and what made me do that or well a lot of it was okay it's the next it's the next place but we're not up there and there's um I don't, wouldn't say there's a need for yoga in Portland if you've ever been up here there's yoga on almost every corner but uh there's there's not Baptiste yoga um at least there's not an affiliate studio and so I decided that that I just I liked Portland and I was willing to move up there so um what made me take that plunge is that I was just ready to go to the next step. I was ready to, um, yeah, move somewhere and do something very, very scary. <laughs> and it's it's still scary. I mean, it's still scary to be up here um, meeting new people and, and really starting from scratch. So it's, um, the, it's interesting, the questions you're asking, I feel like they're so like fresh for what, what I've just been doing. Um, because yeah, the one like opening the studios back in 2015, like a distant memory. And I think the the fear factor and the um the not knowing is very present, was very present then and is very present now. But you just gotta <clears throat> you just gotta keep moving forward, kind of is what I'm hearing you say and follow. Right. And just yeah. um I think not being discouraged. Well, I think being discouraged is part of it. Yeah. And being scared is part of it. I think making mistakes is part of it. Um, and it's how how you respond to all of those things that makes success happen. And so, and I'm still totally learning. <laughs> totally learning. Yeah, I love that. And yes. I was just going to ask you and say, what are the steps you would kind of suggest for people? But I think you just, you just sold yeah. us. <laughs> I have a question real quick. So when you guys opened your first studio, did you guys all just, did you hire someone to teach all those classes or did you all kind of start off teaching and then eventually hire people? We, the four of us taught um, 
all the classes for the first year. Um, we did have a couple people that taught maybe one or two a week, um, but we split it between the four of us. And that first year we were open, um, I was, I, I taught a lot. I think I taught over 300 classes that year. Um, and I think I looked at the number back in the day and I, I can't remember, but I was always really proud of myself. Like that was so many classes, but that's, I mean, that's what I was doing. Like, like I said, I had, I had stopped all my other, um, all my other jobs. And so it wasn't until we had been open for about a year that we had our first teacher training. And, um, after that we had, we had hired some of those people and then our next teacher training hired a few of those. And because really when someone takes a teacher training, it's not a, it's not a job interview for that studio in particular. And in fact, a lot of people do teacher trainings um, without any intention of teaching more for the personal development side of it and learning more about yoga and that kind of thing. So, um, but we've, I mean, I can't even, I, I'm just, I just like seeing their face, faces flash up in my head right now. It's just some of my best friends came from those trainings and, um, and from the studio. So, but yeah, it, it took, the first year was just a lot of work for all four of us. Yeah. And a lot of um, this works. Okay, this doesn't work. Okay, let's try this. Okay, this works. Oh, now it doesn't work anymore. Let's try something else mm -hmm. like business-wise and, and otherwise. Awesome. Well, it's good to know, too, for anyone that's listening that's wanting to eventually start their own business or whatever to kind of understand that, like, you're going to kind of have to put probably a lot of really hard work in right at the beginning, too, to get things going before it's just seamless and it all works and does everything on its own. Mm -hmm. So um, what is the biggest piece of advice you would give someone that is looking to turn something they're really passionate about into their career? Quote, and it's a, it's a, I don't think it's a known quote. Um, my mentor said it to me a while ago, um, and it's that anything is possible, period. It just takes work. Mm. You know, I could have been, I, I used to write music, and I, I still do, but like write music and sing, and I, I was part of a couple very small bands when I was in college, and mm. I remember having this like thought like, oh, I never became famous. Like, I never... I never, like, I never sang, um, like, I never got recorded, and I never, you know, blah, 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 you know, poor me, but actually, like, I didn't put in the work. I mean, I definitely wrote the songs, I definitely sang to myself, and maybe a few people who would listen, but I didn't actually put in the work, and I, I, I know for a fact the only reason that I'm not, yeah, out there is just because I didn't actually do the work, I didn't put myself, put myself out there. And um, so, yeah, no matter what it is, it takes work and it's totally possible. Because what did you go to school for? Fine arts. Fine arts. Yeah. So, so at the time I, I majored like in photography. This is before digital photography. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, that's that's so crazy and cool to see that, like the thing that you went to school for, too, didn't necessarily like you still use it, obviously, in your thing today but it it didn't define what you were going to be afterwards mm -hmm. I think no, and I definitely I did photography and um right after college for you know for as a career a part-time career anyway um and I still paint and I sell paintings and it's it's not a huge part of my life um more my professional life anymore but you're right um I feel like I would never take back college I would never take back what I learned because being able to have an eye behind the camera and um yeah, do so, some editing and things like that has just really saved saved us time and money from having to 
go do it with other, like hire somebody. And now we're lucky enough to be able to hire people, right? Because since we're not doing everything ourselves, um, now I, I'm in touch with some of the most amazing photographers and videographers in the world, really, that that are working for us, which is great. <laughs> That's so fun. How cool. Um, so one thing that I see people struggle with when they're kind of doing their their own thing in a sense and working for themselves in a sense and even not working for themselves um is burnout and not being able to balance life between work and all of that so how do you deal with kind of that how do you cope with that and have you ever experienced burnout in a way yeah absolutely I am not an expert on this subject you know, I teach, I teach yoga and, um, talk about mindfulness and being present and meditation and all of these things. And it is to, to put those things into my own life, especially when it comes to balancing, you know, free time and work, um, as a small business owner, I feel like I'm working all of the time. Like I don't really shut it off. I'm pretty much always with my phone or computer and like I'm always connected to whatever I need to be connected to. And so while I'm not an expert, there's some small things that I've done that have helped. And it's just a matter of staying consistent. And as I said before, doing it, doing the work. And so some things that I do, I take baths, (laughs) I take salt baths as often as possible. And um, yeah, I just spend that time to sit, be still. Occasionally I'll throw on like maybe a, a good show or music. And I, and I just really don't work. And I did at one point work in the tub. Yes. I would have my phone and I would be doing all the things I need to do emailing. And, and I was like, gosh, it wasn't a very relaxing bath. I'm like, Oh, it's because I was still working. So yeah, taking that time, like put I mean, something as simple as you doing a face mask, you know, um, that type of thing. Um, what else do I do to balance? I'm working on work hours. So like I mentioned, it feels like I'm always working. Um, Just having moments and hours during the day where I am not doing anything related to any of my positions. Um, You know, and being being in partnership with two studios, having my own, working up with the Coeur d'Alene studio. And on top of that, I have other things that are work related. Um, So just turning my phone off and not replying, it's so hard. not replying to any sort of messages or doing anything that has to do with work. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is just, Hey, um, and, and also that's a, that's a job for turning my mind off of it as well. And so meditation really helps for that. Not that I will sit and meditate during those times off, but, um, meditation is really a practice of getting present in the moment and with the things that are happening right in front of you. So practicing meditation then helps me to be able to shut off yeah the parts of my life that um, I'm not doing that right at that moment you know if I'm sitting at brunch with friends it's not it's not it's not a work related you know that's sit there with the people that you're with enjoy it um, and everything else can wait I think that's important for even for everyone to kind of what you just said about just like being in the moment. Cause I think so many, so much of us or so many of us are so like, we'll be at brunch with friends, like you said, but then everyone's on their phone or everyone's doing something else. So I think that's a good lesson for all of us just to like be in the moment and focus on what's around us. And when you're at work, 
be at work and when you're at home be at home and focusing on those things so i think those are really good tips well and i'll even say like my i mentioned i had worked in my family's business it was about seven years and i wish i had the tools i have now then not because I would have stayed in the job necessarily, but like what you just said, being when I'm at work, being at work, like giving myself wholeheartedly to those however many hours in a day, uh, I would have been so much more productive, maybe not physically, because I actually worked in production, like I made things, um, maybe not just physical production, but but yeah, just my interactions with people. And um, I think job satisfaction would have gone way up for me, even though it's not really something I wanted to do with my life. I feel like I would have been a lot happier had I known what it was to be present. I mean, if you would have talked to me 10 years ago, I would have been like a present, like a gift. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. No, I think, I think that's something we all struggle with too. And there's so many things, so many factors that go into that, of course, but I definitely, I mean, I know I've struggled with it definitely too. So it's a good reminder for sure. So you do a lot of traveling. If you look at your Instagram, you have travel photos, all sorts of that kind of stuff. So where has been your favorite place you have traveled so far? And after this too, I want to hear all about the trip that you just got back on. Yeah. About that afterwards too. Great. Um, so, you know, I, I've been a lot of places and there's so many places I haven't been. So mainly I have traveled to Europe. That would be the main place that I, that I go and go back to. And it's no surprise that it has to do with people. So I, you know, I had gone in, in high school, I had gone a little trip in col- right after college. I think I mentioned I traveled for a little bit and I just love old things. I love charm. I love nostalgia. Like I really, um, I'm really into old, like old architecture, and um, I just love food. And so, Europe is like my playground. Um, but I, I started spending more time there about, I think it was almost three and a half years ago, that I was asked to teach at a studio in Galway, Ireland. And, um, so I went there and it was like the way it all happened was very serendipitous. I feel, um, it was very last minute and I just took this opportunity. Um, once again, it had fear, uncertainty, um, had to get like all my classes covered. Cause I think at that time we had our studio and I just, I just went, didn't know anybody and I made some amazing friends and, and I was there for, I think it was three, three, four weeks that first time I went. And then I went back the following December. And so that's what kind of get got me to, into Europe, um, you know, besides just some family trips or things like that, which were also very fun. But and then I would find myself going to work in Ireland and then being like, oh, maybe I should go here after or before because it's so everything's so close over there um, compared to the United States. So I just would tack on other things to my trips and um, I for about three years, I was um, working with the Baptiste Institute assisting programs. And so um, a lot of them are in the States, but they did one um, outside of London and they, they did one in Mexico. But I would always find myself traveling on or traveling before, which um, which I was lucky enough to do. So that's um, that would be travel tip number one. If you have to travel for work, go somewhere before and after. <laughs> um but yeah, so Europe would be my favorite place. Within Europe, I can't, I don't think I could decide. I have 
family in Munich and I, I absolutely love Munich and Germany in general. Um, and in the middle of a teacher training that I led in Ireland, I was able to travel for four weeks with my brother and we just road tripped through Germany, the Czech Republic, um, Budapest, gosh, Austria, Northern Italy, France. I mean, it's just, there's not one place I've been that I'm like, oh, I don't think I need to go back there. I mean, really, it's um, kind of like that. That's so cool. I totally understand because I went to Europe and I backpacked for a month before and just in four countries, but it's so cool. Like every corner you see just has something to it. It's it's so cool. And that was actually where you were talking about old things. Uh, I didn't like history before going there, but like just seeing it, I was like, ooh, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> so, that's cool. So Panama, you just got back from a trip where you were helping do, it was a yoga and surf trip, right? Right. Yeah. Um, it was our first time down, fourth time down there. So my friend Steve and I, he's a yoga teacher in Buffalo and shout out Buffalo. Um, he, he and I started doing these a couple years ago at this place called Sansara and it is literally in the jungle at the end of the road. Um, my favorite thing about this, this actual location is the road is paved up until this place, um, this, this resort venue. And after that it becomes, um, gravel or dirt really. And it goes all the way up to Costa Rica. Like it's, it's at the end of the road that then turns into this. Yeah. You could just walk up it, ride up it, and you're in a whole other country, like miles and miles away. But um, but yeah, so it is a, such a magical place. Um, like I said, this is our fourth time there, and we're already booked for 2020. Um, so we have our, we just kind of, we're just doing that now. That's just, <laughs> we were talking, like, that's just what we're doing. We're just, we just go to Panama once a year. Um, Panama's an awesome country. It has some of the nicest people Um and this retreat is owned um, by a few uh, Canadians um, who are just lovely, lovely humans. Um, they really care about what they're doing. Um, they're passionate about what they're doing. And they do everything just with such excellence. Um, and then, yeah, the, the little town, it's in a place called Kambutal, which is the, where the actual resort is. Um, and just the people, like you just walk down the street and you're at this little little hut that has, you know, they have fish and beers and ceviche, whatever you want. Like it's just right there on the water. So casual and so welcoming. Um, just, yeah, it's, a, it's, and that's, I think there's like a common theme, just what, what I've gotten access to from yoga is just, it's just community, it's people. Um, and, um, a really deep sense of that, not just like, Oh, I know a lot of people now look at how many Facebook friends I have. I mean, actual, um, like real connection with people. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you're making me want to go to this trip now. So, I know. <laughs> seriously, I was seeing um, one of my friends from OC went on it. And so I was like watching her Instagram stories this whole last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone wants to go in 2021, how do they do that? Yeah. Or 2020. Or is it, oh, it's 2020. Okay. 20. It's, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact dates. I believe it's the 9th through the 15th of February. So it's one week. And um, yeah, we haven't even posted the details yet online. Normally we'll give um, repeat um, retreat goers first, first go at it. And then we'll announce to the public probably April or May. Cool. Cool. So stay tuned. So mm -hmm. then also as we kind of close, 
Um, we have a few more questions that we always ask our guests, but I did want to ask uh, if we wanted to join your studio and go to one of your classes, where, how do we do that? Yeah, so um, in Portland, we are um, on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, just right above Broadway. So it's, it's close in Northeast. Um, it's a great location because it's easy to get to. And for the most part, you don't have to get on any of the major freeways <laughs> to get there as well. Um, so yeah, we're right there on the corner of San Rafael and MLK. We have classes seven days a week. And we're starting our 40 Days of Personal Revolution program in April. So it's um, just an amazing program, whether it's going to be your first time or two even doing yoga. It's something that's accessible for everyone. So we're really excited about that. And then our other studios were located in Albany, Oregon, Corvallis, Oregon, and up in Coeur d'Alene. And for anyone who has no clue what Coeur d'Alene is, it's at the very top of Idaho, and you need to go. It is such a beautiful town, um, and the, yeah, the studio up there is absolutely gorgeous, and the people are, I mean, top-notch. Wonderful. We'll have to go, Morgan, make a trip. Yeah. Back, so. <laughs> yeah. So what is... Um, one resource, this can be like a book or a person or a podcast, whatever it is, that has really benefited you and helped you learn in any way, it doesn't have to be about yoga, um, that you would recommend to our listeners. Um, so I have it right here, actually, and you can't see it. It's um, the Make Make Shit Happen Planner. Ooh, okay. Um, so this, this planner was created by a friend of mine. See my little vision board thing here. Cool. Um, you know, I bought one. Well, I've had ever since they came out. I think I've had one, but um, it was last year's that I wrote out the vision to make this this whole studio in Portland and my move up here happen. Um, and you know, is it because of the planner? I don't know. I just wrote it all down. Like this is what I'm going to do, and then I did it. Wow. So yeah, I've seen that on Instagram and I've been wanting to get one. So now I really want to get one. Yeah. My friends Amara and Chelsea are the creators of it along with, um, they get designed from a friend of mine as well. So it's like, I'm very, I'm very much invested in their success and just so happens that, um, I didn't even know, but they are invested in mine. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. So you can get that online. You can get that online. Yep. I believe they're on Amazon. And, um, as I said, they're like a female owned company and they, they're just, um, great people. Love it. I can always use another planner. <laughs> um, I still have two left at the studio. So if you guys want one. Ooh. Want yeah. <laughs> now I want to. Um, okay. Then the last two questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, I'll do the first one. And then Kelsey, you can do the last one if you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. What is something you would say to another woman listening to this episode? It can be like an inspiring quote, an encouraging comment, anything. I feel like I've already said it, but honestly, anything is possible. It just takes work. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. And then what does wellness mean to you? I mean, wellness starts with awareness, I feel like. And if you never slow down, it's difficult to get present and be aware of what's happening, like in your physical body, in your emotional body, spiritual body, any of that. And so, um, yeah, getting present and getting aware of what it is that you actually want. And I feel like whether it's like a big life choice or career choice or whatever, wellness comes when we're really living the life that we um, want to live. And we won't know what that is if we're not still. 
and aware. A really good definition. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can all of our listeners find you? Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Where can they find you? Yeah, oh my gosh, we have so many Facebooks. Um, <laughs> Willamette Valley Power Yoga is um, our studios in the Willamette Valley. So Corvallis and Albany and soon to be in some other locations. Ooh. And PDX Power Yoga is, um, yeah, and both those are both the handles for Instagram and Facebook. And then CDA Power Yoga is up in Coeur d'Alene. Same thing with their Facebook. Um, me personally, I'm um, M. Luksh. My last name is weird. It's M-L-U-K-S-C-H. Awesome. I love it. I'm sure after listening to this, lots of people will be coming to PDX Power Yoga and everywhere else. I'm so excited to share all of this with them. I think people are going to find this interview very inspiring too. And especially for anyone that has like an idea or something they've been wanting to do, but maybe hasn't, they haven't quite followed through with it yet. So I think you definitely, well, I gave some good tips for those that are in that spot. So I love it. Awesome. Well, thank Thank you you. so much for coming on today. We appreciate having you and we look forward to hearing from you soon. And we appreciate you and everything you do. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks, Morgan. Awesome. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.